Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in to the one and only Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. How the hell are you guys doing out there today? Thank you for downloading this episode and thank you for joining me on a new week, a new show. It's all about the 2023 Honda CRF 250R, another bike. That's right, we did one last week. Another bike that has been unchanged for the new year. But we're going to talk about it. I brought a special guest into the studio today. First things first though. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the one and only, that's right, the one and only place you guys should go do your shopping. Go to keyforinktesting.com right now. Click on the RM ATV MC banner that leads you back over to do your shopping, do whatever you need to do over there, and we get a snippet of what you guys are purchasing. So thank you for the people that are doing that. It really does help. Uh, got the numbers back from the holiday season. You guys are doing some shopping, so awesome. Continue to do that. They have the best, the best prices and stock. I just ordered a bunch of KX250 parts for Aiden's bike. That's right. I still do a lot of shopping myself. I don't get everything for free, so I'm not a complete douchebag. I still buy my own shit. So go to RockyMountAtvMC.com because they are the best out there. And if you want to get some new gear, KKMX35 over at FXRRacing.com saves you 35%. That is a huge chunk of change to save on some badass gear that is uh, going to have some new stuff out come Anaheim 2. I just got my sets here this week. Looking forward to seeing uh, that being worn in Anaheim 2. You guys can get that here very shortly. So KKMX35 order over at FXRRacing.com. And if you're a lady, you like to moto down, you like to beat those dudes, which a lot of you women do, I have a special code for you. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll get you that special code. That is strictly for ladies, guys. That's right. Only the ladies. It's ladies night. Oh, what a night. That's right. Don't try to pretend like you're a chick and email in. Don't that's do what they do, Mike. They <laughs> do that. awesome. Little sneaky little assholes. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's my buddy Michael Allen. Janky Mike in the Pulp MX word world. Yes, I'm here. Yes. Drinking we just a had beer. a big conversation before the show, but that's a whole nother show that's for a, Coffee with the Kiefers. Yeah, we'll go. Oh, boy. Um. Guess what? New suspension company on board with us for 2023. REP Performance, REP Racing, AEO Power Sports. Mark over there, man, he uh, <laughs> he is a smart human being, way smarter than I am, and he does a lot of great work to WP AER Forks, Pro Components. He's doing a Honda CRF 450R build right now for me with fork, shock, and linkage. So looking forward to testing some of that, see if it takes some of that harshness off of that Honda. But if you guys want to go get a revalve, you can get 100 bucks off of parts using the code KKREP or just simply email me and I'll get you in contact with those guys over there and get your Orange Brigade, your Husqvarna, your Gas Gas or whatever. They do Japanese models as well, but just I know a lot about Mark and his Austrian brand suspension that he's been doing. WP, I shouldn't say Austrian, it's not even Austrian. WP isn't. They're not? Remember when it was called White Power? I <laughs> Yes, I do. Can't say that now. It's still WP. Yeah, it's not good. My dad said that the other day. My dad's old school, and he came up to me. He's like, hey, they still do that. There's a lot of white power out there. I say, I go, Dad, <laughs> can't do that. It's not the time right now to do that. You might walk around the pits, go to the WP, guys. hey, man, you guys have a lot of white power stuff around. That would not fly. No. It's, it just sounds it's weird. It just sounds now. weird. It does yeah, sound weird. It just sounds really weird. So, uh, Mark, over at REP, check him out. Does great work. And thank you to all of our 2023 sponsors. Power Motorsports just got delivered a fresh 2023 Yamaha YZ450F into my garage. Thanks to those guys over at Power Motorsports and Moto Shippers. They'll ship anywhere in uh, the United States. Power Motorsports is in Oregon. I'm in the high des. Came right to my front door. It was awesome. Is it pretty it's seamless? Like you just call them up, tell them where you want it. And you fill out a form when you buy your bike. It comes to your front door. It's pretty legit. And it's cheap. It's pretty legit. Way cheaper than me driving up there oh, with all yeah. the gas prices. Yeah. Uh, Works Connection, 
Eric and the guys came down for a couple of days to do some riding while it was pouring right in Northern California, but they've got a bunch of new new parts out, so go check them out. Works Connection, Lip Pro, Blood Lubricant, 6D helmets. Some Springline 6D helmets are coming out, and I've heard maybe an ATR3 is coming too. Man. Check those guys out. You can use the code Kiefer23 to save 100 bucks off a 6D helmet. So I feel like it was yesterday. Those were new. The 6D was like the new thing, remember? Yeah. Geico days. They kicked off the technology, man. They did. All that new technology that you yep. see now, it's thanks to 60. All it does, though, is progress everybody else. It's good. Hey, Mike, you want to yeah. go race some old-timer stuff? <laughs> I'm an old-timer, so why not? International Vet Motocross Association used to be called Old-Timers. You can go check them out at oldtimers.com, but they are changing their name. Longer Motos. It's very cool. they got a bunch of races coming up, so you can go check out there on the website. Dunlop Motorsports just laced up a fresh MX-14 for that chocolate cake we have out here in Southern California right now. It's going to get better tomorrow. Mm. Tasty. Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Decal Works, the official decals and graphics and numbers and preprints or whatever you want of Kiefer Ink Testing. They just made up some Team Home Life stickers, Mike. That's all. For my uh, Pulp MX Fantasy team. Chances that um, Cooper Webb and Dylan Ferrandez run that under helmet? Mm, they should. 0.0%. Oh, that's really they will cool. not do it. But you know who will do it? Cade Clayson. I think A-Ray would, too. He's not on my team. It's true. So, hey, guys. All right. Janky Mike here. Chris, thank you for joining us. We're going to wrap about the 2023 Honda CRF250R. So this is Mike's designated bike for the year. I have a... Uh, so how this works over at Akifa Ring Testing, I don't know if you guys even know this. I don't have any employees, really. I have special guys that help me do stuff um, that's been around... Mike's Mike was the OG when I left Dirt Rider. I left. I said I'm out. He bailed with with me. Yep. He was a test rider, and they they said, "Hey, we would like to keep you." P you know what, Pistol Pete? I I saw him at Anaheim yeah. one. Well, who's he? I think for? I did. I maybe I didn't. I thought I thought <laughs> I saw him up in the press box. I sent them an email. I sent it to you first. I said, "Hey, I'm leaving. Here's why. This is where I'm going." Yeah. I said uh, he you, wanted you. You want to meet? They said, "Yeah, we want to keep you. Oh, we'll give you a, whatever a higher." Um, Retainer, yeah, and I was like, "No, I'm sorry, I'm out. I don't like the way things went down." Do you imagine if you stayed? No, I cannot imagine. Do you imagine that? No, wouldn't that be no? Uh, so he's been around a little bit. So I don't necessarily pay anyone. I I do sometimes. It's been a while. I haven't paid Mike in years. Well, I don't do shit. So well, you haven't done shit in a yeah, while. I know. Thanks, That's man. one of the conversations we had earlier. <laughs> yep. But right. he has a real job. But he still rides. He's an off-road and moto guy. He's a hybrid rider. He uh, likes hand guards. I do on, on a moto truck. Yeah. You're a handguard guy. Yep. Uh, but I thought he had a Yamaha YZ250F last year. Why not give him a Honda Serie F250R? He prefers a 250 over a 450. Yes. Well, what's funny is... How much you weigh? One, oh, today? Yeah, right now. Like with that Coors Light in my hand. Oh, with Coors Light in my hand, like 181. Uh, so you're still yeah. pretty light. Yeah, yeah. So for some reason, even when Dirt Rider days, I always ended up with Yamahas. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was planned, but I always had Yamahas. And even, like, when I migrated with you, I would get KTMs and stuff, but I would always migrate back to kind of having a Yamaha. And this has been, I think, the first Honda I've had. Really? For, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've had KTMs with you and stuff, but... Uh, you didn't do the podcast with me about the, the RXs, huh? No. When we went to Chocolate Mountain. No, that was fun, though, dude. Yeah. So I, I did yeah. a podcast. You can go back to my archives and check that out when we rode the 250 RX and 450 RX. And... That's probably some of the most fun I've had in a long time with that yeah. 250 RX. That place was super cool, and the bikes. And I, I do like 250Fs a lot. I I talked to somebody else recently, and they were like, "Yeah, it's just more fun." I don't know. Well, it's because you can ride it. Look, yes, uh, I'm not in shape for riding. Super. I get a lot of emails saying, "What size bike should I get?" I'm 195 pounds, or I'm even 220 pounds. Should I get a 250F? Yes, it's still a viable option, totally. right? There, there are some things that I need from you when you describe what you want to do to make me help your decision, right? So, Mike doesn't get to ride that much. When he does ride, he gets mass arm pump. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, motocross. He's a novice sandbagger. Yeah, immediate now. And the vet and the vet national, uh, he won the what was it? Vet Four, novice, thirty-five novice, thirty novice, thirty novice. Yeah, no, thirty-five. I'm How old are you yeah. now? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah, I mean, eh, let's get real. I'm not. I'm not a RV. No, but you wrote looking uh, for me. Dish thirty-seven Heron House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years, that's and you were good. Right, right. Uh, expert. Was, You're yeah. expert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but moto though, it's such a different 
Yeah, of course. Thing. But uh, I, I enjoy riding moto. I enjoy riding 250Fs in moto. I think a lot of older riders especially could really benefit from just not doing the machismo, I need a 450 thing. Yeah. Try 250. You'll, you won't regret it. it. Easiest way to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to say this, but I'm going to say it. Say it. Don't be scared if I if you see me testing a couple motorcycles and you're at the track. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared to to say, "Hey, Chris, come by and see if you can try one." Right. I'm not supposed to do that. Nope. But I can tell a lot about a person when I meet you. So yes. if you look sketchy, yes, I'm going to say no. And don't walk up and say, "Hey, give me that bike." Oh yeah. Hey, can I try? Th- Remember that podcast you said I could try a bike? Don't come at me that way. Nope. Be cool. And if you see a, if I'm with Honda testing a Honda, don't come at me when Honda's sitting no. there. <laughs> There's a time and place, yes. but you gotta feel it out. I feel like before you buy a bike, you have to try it, right? I just I'm I'm in the market for a motorhome. I had to drive a motorhome yep. today. I was like, holy shit, it's <laughs> totally different. Yeah. Or if you dri- it's like getting a car, you drive the car. You got about a bunch of buddies. One buddy's got a 250F. You got one and has to. I just feel like this show is kind of um, helps you along to if you couldn't ride one, right? To give you that experience, totally. But if you do see me, I will try to help as much as I can. That's why we built this damn thing. So there is a time and a place for it, but yes. chances are fairly good that I can oblige for a couple laps for yes. you. All right. So now that you got the gist of where Mike's from, what's he about, what he had, I was a little nervous to give him the Honda because, look, at let's face it, it doesn't have as much torque as the YZ250F. Nothing else does in class. No, but gosh, it's better than it was. Yes. Oh, no. So we went, me and Mike did the 2018 CRF 250R intro, and that was when the 250 was new. The 2017 450 was all new. Then they, you know, the next year they do the 250. So we went up to Zaka Station, RIP. Great place, mm. by the way. Yeah. Um, and we did the intro, and there wasn't a whole lot of bottom. It was a rever. You had it to was, keep it up mid to top. Totally. And there was, it was a dog. If you, if you were made a mistake or a gear high, you're suffering. Yeah, that was definitely a lot of expectations, but didn't deliver kind of what I was hoping it was. So the bike has evolved since then. Totally. It has more meat. So again, if you're a bigger, larger guy, it's not as torquey as a YZ250F, okay? It's plain and simple. Um, there are other engines that are torqueier. The KX250-23 is torqueier than the Honda. I would say the KTM and the Honda are very close in how they deliver their power because Honda's goal, I know a little bit about, little bit about this. You know, you know a guy or two. I know a little <laughs> bit about this. Honda's goal was to try to at least match the KTM's engine character. Right. And if you guys don't know what that is, the KTM's engine character comes on really linear and smooth and then just has a really meaty mid-range and then just revs for days. And that's kind of where this 2023 Honda is placed maybe not as meaty in the middle but linear off the bottom still has more excitement on low end rpm response than the ktm but just not as snappy as the yz250f right i feel like maybe comparing it to the 18 where maybe not you because you're a much better rider where i could even See going down to first gear on the 18 in certain really really tight corners. Yeah, not on the not on the new one. No, no. Second gears. Here's one thing that was a little bit of a challenge on the CRF 250R, and it still is a little bit to this day. Uh, second, third, and fourth gear. Second is longer than it used to be, so I can still use it. The engine doesn't have enough torque to pull third gear. Because we talked slip about the shit this. Out of the clutch. Right. Yeah. You raced the Vet National. Yep. You couldn't lug it as no, much as no. a Yamaha. No. Um, but sometimes, and I'm going to paint you a picture, like that hip in the back at Glen Helen mm-hmm. that you raced. Yep. If you're coming down off of that hill in second, because you had to be, and you want to shift to third, it kind of runs out really quick. Yeah. So third gear is the shorter gear. Between second and fourth. Like, you second see, is longer, third is shorter, then fourth is really long. Right. And sometimes you're like, uh, I'll just keep revving second then. Right. Unless you're going to almost skip third and go to fourth. Right. But. Um, but what this engine does well, it has a lot of rear wheel traction. It is very exciting to ride. It's not as um, torquey down low, but it's snappy enough to keep you smiling under your helmet. Totally. And you don't have to slip it. And being in a high gear or Revit being in a low gear, if you can, 
it has a broader power band range. Well, yeah. So when you raced it at at nationals, yeah, shit, you pulled whole shot. Yeah. On the yeah. second day, on your yes. good day, yeah, on my good day, <laughs> that was emotionally better that day. So, but, uh, I, I mean, have I have secrets on uh, Talladega. You know, I stand up a lot. You know, but, yeah, yeah, very, very odd, very but odd. On fir- the first day, I think I got a good start, and the second day, I whole shotted I mean, against four fifties and whatever else. And yep. that's not saying I'm some badass, but like it, it has the potential to be right. fast. So again, I still think. A Honda is very viable in the in the engine department for heavier dudes. And I'll paint the picture another way. If you're a kid coming off of a 125 or a parent that's thinking about getting your child a, a new 250, I put Aiden on a Honda CRF250R when he moved from a 125 to the 250 class because it doesn't have all of that low-end snap like a Cowie has or the Yamaha. It is a little bit mellower but yet controllable, and I knew his 125, 30-pound <laughs> ass wouldn't get in trouble. Right, yeah, You the the really high-torque bikes, the Yamaha especially, they almost get you in trouble if you're coming from 125. And, and let's face it, it is an amazing bike, the Yamaha YZ250F, but it's really on-off feeling. It's It has a lot of engine braking. A lot of engine braking. So explain to the people, we just had a little ride here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, and I'll just give my opinion, I like the power off throttle, and that's that's a real thing in the testing world. What the bike feels like when you're off a throttle, because it affects the chassis. The Honda is a lot better in that area than the Yamaha. So when I'm rolling my corners on a YZ250F, if I'm not really smooth with my right hand through those corners, it gets jerky and it upsets Seesaw's the guy. chassis. Yeah, the Honda is not as reactive to my throttle hand, which is good and bad. But in that situation, through corners. It's good because it keeps the chassis balance good, and what we call that is cornering stability. When you're inside the rut and you're going maybe on, off, grabbing the front brake a little bit, how that chassis reacts inside the rut, it's very balanced. So what I feel, and I'm, this is by no means saying a Yamaha is sloppy, but I almost feel as though, let's say you're on a Yamaha going into a corner, on throttle, get off throttle, I almost feel like there's a lash area in between on and off mm-hmm. where you get off throttle and it's almost like a coast and then you hit decel. Uh-huh. Where the Honda, you get off the throttle and it's almost like one motion. Oh, I see what you're saying. Where you get off the throttle and it's a uh, decel. It's smoother. So what you're saying is on the YZ250F, when you're wah and you let off, it does free and wheel a little bit. All of a sudden hard. it goes ha yeah. and it catches. Right, and ah. that kind of gives you that a, makes a, sense. a jerky feel where I don't feel like that on the on the Honda as much. Yeah, you're right. I, now that I'm playing this back in my mind, that is kind of how it is. Like the YZ250F does have, it takes like a second, maybe just a little less than that, but it's not consistent Almost when you're like off throttle. In theory, like if you had a really loose chain. You know, like the the sl- the time it would take for that to go to from slap. tension to slap slowing down. Yeah, right. yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so the Honda still has a lot of engine for you. Yes, it's preferred. It loves to be mid to top. It likes to be revved. It'll reward you more than the Yamaha from mid to top. Being revved. Um, off throttle, it has less engine braking. So there's still a lot to be had with the CRF250R engine. It's just not going to excite you right away when you take off from the pits, right? And that is what the Yamaha has. It Right when you go on and you click it in gear and you go, wop, 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 you're like, holy shit, this is fun. Yeah. The Honda, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not going to have that sharp touch to right. it. Kind of like when, remember when they went to fuel injection and it was like, uh-uh, 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 yeah. on-off throttle. The Honda is much better about that. I guess that, yeah, if you can feel like you know, in the world of carbureted or FI, the YZ has that carbureted excitement mm-hmm. low in, and then the, the Honda has that FI smoothness. Um, what I do like is the maps. So, of course, map one, standard map, map two is mellow map, map three is the hard-hitting map. I've always been more of a map one guy when I race on 250s, even, you know, just because it's, it's more of an all-around map. Sure, I want a little bit more low end snap map three provides that right but it's too short for me yeah so the, i don't know what map are you i raced vet nationals in map one okay and then when we were out here a couple weeks ago it was so, like really low me and and heavy i had on three yeah right so in did you sand. do notice a big difference between maps yeah i think being able to get 
from off throttle, on throttle, and into the meat of the power, the map three gets you there a lot quicker. Uh, some of these shootouts that are happening right now that I've seen on other media, Honda's not doing great. Um, I want to say MXA rated it down pretty far. I don't really understand it. To me, we're going to get to the suspension and chassis in a minute, but the KTM is a, is, it's a good bike. Sure, the Air Fork has a little bit more comfort, I would say. I can't believe I'm saying this. I was going to say, wow. Yeah, well, the Showa Fork is a little bit stiff, you know, and the Air Fork, although inconsistent, it has a little bit more plushness than the Showa Fork on the Honda because it's built for heavier dudes. If you're a heavier guy, then you're really going to like this fork because it has a lot of holdup and performance. If you're a lighter guy, even for me, I'm 170 pounds. Mike, I'll get to you in a minute. But for me, it's a little sharp. as a little bit of harshness because um, it's just a little firm. The so, initial, like the initial movement? Yeah, just it's a, it, it takes a little bit of uh, getting used to to really understand, like, wow, I can push it a little bit farther in this corner because it has better holdup, but also in that light bump, that front fork is is harsh. So... In the world of shootouts, I think this Honda is still up around third place for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be fifth. No. I definitely like it more than the Husqvarna mm-hmm. and the Gas Gas. I have not ridden those. I can't speak to those. Uh, I would rather ride a Honda chassis and engine than the Husqvarna and Gas Gas. The KTM, maybe I could see in the in that realm. But, man, the Honda engine is not a dog by any means. No, and I feel like the harder you ride the Honda, the more you're rewarded. Here's one thing, too. If you're thinking about getting a Honda, when you build a Honda, let's say, hey, Kiefer, I'm going to go get a Vortex ECU from Chad at XPR. I'm going to put whatever, a Yosh system on this thing. Unbelievable what it does to this bike. It A modded Honda CRF 250R is hella fun. Right. I would rather ride a modified Honda CRF 250R than a Yamaha. Yeah, that says I a lot. I agree. I did, I did not think I was going to like the Honda as much as I do. Just because of how easy it is to ride. Yeah, and and I think Yamaha has been on the top of this podium for me for a long time. Ever since, when did they come out with the 250F? 13, 14? Oh, God, no. When they reverse motor. before that. But it just, it's been so good ever since. And then the RX intro that we went to started to kind of change my mind a little bit. And then having this a little bit more, I'm like, oh, wow, maybe. I, I think Yamaha's been dethroned. Don't tell TP. Oh, really? Yeah, don't, uh, maybe. Dethroned for you? For me, yeah. Wow. For in terms of just all around fun. Okay. I, yeah, I think I think the yeah. the traits it has cornering. Yeah. I think I like a lot more and I thought it was going to be a little nervous at speed. And is it for you? No. The Honda's stable to me and okay. I thought it would the 18 was nervous to me. So let's dive into the suspension and the chassis real quick. So suspension for me, if you go to my website keyfringtesting.com, there's a 250MX baseline setting. You can take some oil out of this fork and be safe if you're anywhere between, obviously, if you're, you're light, 130-ish to 165. It's okay to take 5 cc's out. Stock is 380 cc's of oil. You can take 5 cc's out, which is a lot. A lot of these other ma- magazines are saying 10 cc's. That's way too much. When you take that much oil out of a fork, it loses control. This is dumb. How do you do that? I, don't, I honestly don't know. I'm mechanical. You can get a I've, syringe. And you go a fork on the bike. Yep. Really? You can suck it out. Wow. You can also add it that way. I have never messed with... Uh, I'll do truck stuff. You know, shock. I'll do a shock on a dirt bike. That's fine. Yep. Forks, no, it's a mystery. I don't take know. a little bit out. You take a CC out. You can take your forks off and do it that way. Through the uh, bleeding hole? Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know that. I've seen I've seen uh, lots of Showa technicians do that okay. when I'm out testing. Right. So, um, And what exactly does that translate when you do it? Like, what will you initially notice? Okay, so if you're, let's say I'm at a test and a technician takes out five cc's of oil. Usually, it's not that much when I'm testing. Usually, it's one cc to two cc's. And they're like, I can feel a big difference when I do that. So when you take oil out, you're getting a little bit of a less edgy feel. So what that means on the track is um, I'm getting a little bit of a softer, low-speed feel. So I'm getting a little bit more front-wheel traction. Because it's following the ground better. Follows the ground better. And also slap-down landing, if it's harsh, it could get a little bit better. But the negative part of that, as you're taking oil out, less hold-up at the end stroke, right? So at the so bottoming. Yes. Okay. Control. So the whole action of the fourth fork is going to move freer feeling because there's less oil to go through. There's like rocky, choppy stuff would be good. 
but, but if you're charging, you right. may want hold up, right? right? So taking five cc's out is the that magic number where it you still have enough hold up, but yet you're getting a little bit more comfort. You're gonna notice it, and you're gonna like it when you go lean into the corner on area one, that initial lean. I remember you told me to do that at Nationals, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And here's a great rule. It doesn't come with an O-ring on the fork, but whenever you guys get your, your forks rebuilt or anything, it's always nice to just stick an O-ring on your fork tube just so you know how much travel you're using. It's an easy, uh, I mean, just an easy guide for you to follow if you're using all of your travel or not. And if you are, it's okay. People yes. freak out. Like, oh, shit, I'm bottoming. I need to stiffen it up. Calm down. It's good to use it all. Relax. You got to feel your way around. So, yeah, if you're bottoming everywhere on the track, let's say you're bottoming five to six times a lap, then, yes, you need to stiffen up your fork. But if you bottom once or twice and you're still in control and has good control, that's okay. You want to use all. That's what it's there for. You yes. want to use all of your travel. Yeah, if you come back and there's like a half inch or three quarters of an inch at the bottom that's not used, like you're you're cheating yourself. Right, and yeah. I think that is where this five cc's comes into play. Okay, so you be able to use more of your now travel. I'm, now I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay, so five cc's five cc's of oil out. That's your call. Uh, height three millimeters. Compression eleven clicks out and rebound twelve clicks out on the shock. I like the spring rate that's on there. That's a good spring rate for a wide range of riders, anywhere between 150 to 185. That's a good spring rate for you, which is a 5.0 newton I, millimeter. I ended up speeding up the rebound in the rear a little bit. On at Glen Helen. For Glen Helen for acceleration chop. Yep. Where as I'm coming out of the corner, I'm getting on the gas. I felt like it was skipping across the top and kind of sh- like kind of coming out from under me. Yep. Where I sped it up and it felt like it drove forward a little bit better. Here's a quick tip for you all as well. And I've done a whole suspension podcast, which you can scroll back and look. But if you have a track that is square edgy, a little bit harder, is has a lot of acceleration bumps out of ruts, you're going to want to speed up your rebound. Most of the time at Glen, Glen Helen for me, I am a faster rebound type of guy because it follows the ground better. Mm-hmm. I'm always constantly out to in. I'm on the edges of my tires. There's acceleration bumps. There's heavy square edge. I want my tire to get back on the ground. Where do you notice more acceleration or braking? On speeding it up? Yeah. Um, mostly you're going to feel it on acceleration, How mm-hmm. you know, keeping that rear wheel on the ground. Driving. But on the fork side of things, mm-hmm. I feel it off throttle. Because then it stays to that ground when I go to lean. Right, kind of like in the same thought process of you're accelerating out of a corner, you're loading the rear shock more, Correct. you're braking, you're loading the fork more. Right. right. So for me, if you live in East Coast conditions and it's softer dirt, taller bumps, and they're softer, you want to slow your rebound down some so your your bike doesn't lift, right? So in a softer, taller bump, you slowing your rebound action down will actually give you a little bit of a firmer feel will not let your bike go down and unload quickly uh we had this condition yesterday at glen helen it rains here in southern california and then at glen helen we have hard pockets which are on the jumps and then as soon as you land it gets in these like muddy soft (laughs) uh ruts and as soon as you land there is a little a one you know 10 to 14 inch wall right Mm-hmm. So you have if you land right before it, you're going to get loaded and then released. Yep. So on those days at Glen Helen when it rains, I slow my rebound down some so it calms that down for those sharp, taller bumps. Right. So there's a rule. This is kind of a cheat code for you guys out there. Uh, spring rate five oh newt millimeter on the shock. Sag one oh five to one oh six. The Honda is very temperamental. When it comes to sag reading, so make sure you check your sag. 105 is a good neutral setting. High speed comp, 2 and 1 sixth. Yes, 2 and 1 sixth. And if you don't know what 1 sixth is, look on a pie chart. Break it down for yourself. I'm not going to sit here and do that for <laughs> you. Uh, low speed compression, anywhere between 5 to 7 clicks out. It's um, it's a little bit soft at times, so that's why I go so far in. But 5 to 7 is a good uh, clicker reading and rebound at nine clicks. So another question I get, hey, Kiefer, what does nine clicks out mean? What does that mean? In, okay, so what? how you measure your clicks, okay? You turn your adjuster all the way in until it gets hard. 
Now, <laughs> this is this is important. You know where I'm going with this. It you can actually <laughs> go past the point of where it's meant to be because yeah. it'll still turn. Right. Don't force it. As soon as you start to feel it get hard, stop. That's yes. the last click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is zero. There's not a secret last really hard click. No. Because <laughs> you can do another one. Oh, yeah. oh, no, no, no. As soon as it gets hard, okay, click, bam, done. Right? That's zero. That's zero. Then go out. Out one, two, three. So you get to nine. That's nine clicks out. That's how you do it. I, I, I didn't even know that was an issue. <laughs> but people email me and say, what the fuck are you talking about? My flat blade's stripped out. I've been, right. <laughs> I've been trying to wrench this thing. Same thing goes for high-speed comp. Go all the way in, turns until it stops. It's easy on high-speed comp because it'll just stop. You yep. can't go past the point, right. right? And then work your round. If you have a socket and a ratchet, find out where it's lined up. Wherever your ratchet handle is, start there. All the way around, that's one turn. It's super easy. It really is. It's easy. You can even use a Sharpie. And mark it if you want. There you go. Yeah, whatever another you want. reason. Whatever you a want. T handle. Yep. Same thing. Yep. So there's many ways to do it. Okay, so that's your suspension setting. Again, little firmer setting on the Showa side of things. Doesn't have the most comfort, but performance is good. Performance is good when you really want to get into it. It's built for guys that want to ride aggressively. Or are fat like myself or if you mess up in case of jump i had a few of those moments at vet nationals you get a little little sketchy. did you load it and did it side to side or did it load and stay straight it loaded and stayed straight right so when you have a bike that is soft and you case the shit out of it and sometimes it comes up quick then your ass in gets sideways and then you're doing all kinds of weird shit right but there were a few where like over jump or whatever and you land in a hole and i'm like this is going to be bad yep. but it soaked it up yep performance a so, little bit of stiffer frame feel and stiffer suspension it's so weird because the 250 and the 450 Honda share the same frame. It's the same. But it feels so much less rigid. It, yeah. It and does. I think that's just the torque nature of the engine. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much power in that 450. It really fucks up the chassis. I was going to say, it's all tight and bound up. The 250 side is fine. Mm -hmm. There is some optional torque settings on my website for the 450. Yes, they do work for the 250 as well. You can try those. That actually helps relax that that frame feel. Um Good. Chassis side of things, still one of the best cornering bikes there is. Really, really good at cornering. And that's where I thought, okay, it's going to corner good. I've, I've had them in the past, the Honda, where if you are a little low on your sag number, it gets knifey. Right. Like, it's it's too good of turning. But you get the sag number right, 105, 106, and it corners really well. I thought that was going to translate to a little nervous feeling, maybe, you know, off throttle on after a high-speed um, – Straight section of the track. Straight, yeah. straight section. I don't even know what that word means. Straight sections. So yeah, straight sections. <laughs> straight uh, you know, portions. straight away. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get off throttle, and sometimes you get bikes get a tank slapper or whatever. You know, nervous. It, yep. I never got that that feeling. Um, any negative for you from a chassis? The chassis? Maybe it is a little rigid. Yeah. Little bit. Okay. When you compare it to maybe a Yamaha, where I feel like the the Honda is the rider triangle is a little more compact than the Yamaha. For me, a little bit. Really? Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe the pegs are just higher. Maybe really? that's all it is. Fuck, but dude. I think the Honda cockpit, it's like insane. It's best good. for No, me. oh, I like it. I'm yeah. not saying it's too small, but it's smaller than what I'm used to. I just think the Yamaha, I'm cramped on the Yamaha. I feel you like are? I'm in the bike, my knees are high, and I just, I feel like I'm cramped. Oh, yeah, I don't have that feeling as much on the Yamaha. Really? Mm -hmm. How tall are you? Six foot. Oh, shit. But remember, Same. I'm hunchback in Notre Dame, too, remember? You stand up a lot. I do stand up a lot. So maybe um, you're just not sitting enough. Maybe. Like my, my lazy ass. <laughs> and, you know, oh, the other thing I want to get into is the clutch. Okay. That was one of the things. Well, let's hold on. Hold yep, on to that. Let me, let me finish yep. the chassis. So, again, if you're looking for a little bit more performance, cornering progress on your 250, if you have problems with cornering, you're like, man, I can't corner very good. The Honda helps you in the situation. My buddy David Martinez, he went from a Yamaha 450 to a, a Honda 450 because it helps him corner. So, Maybe not as much comfort, but it's easy for you to lay over. I think in Mike's case, he's used to going straight line, fucking wide open across <laughs> the valley, and maybe his cornering isn't as good. The Honda helps him, invites him. It's front wheel biased. It's easy to lay in the corner. And it stays where you want. It doesn't want to climb out. 
of right. the rut at all. It, it's really impressive to me. The you look, you've yelled at me for this before. Look past the corner. Don't look at the rut right in front of your tire because you're gonna fuck yourself. Right. Like look farther out, and it, it knows what you're doing, and it'll it'll hold this line all the way through a rut. Right. And then also too, what it does really good if you have a blown out area of a of a rut or a berm. When you see that, it cuts down really well. Mm-hmm. So change of direction is really nice on the Honda. There's just a lot of great attributes to this chassis that I like, even though it is a little bit of a stiffer nature feel. But those optional torque settings will help you when it comes to relaxing that chassis down a little bit. Um, we're going to take a break right now, so we'll be right back. We're going to talk to Michael about the Honda CRF 250R ergonomics, the clutch. So stay tuned. Listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about ScreenPrintingDone.com I know it's tough sometimes guys What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now I've had great results you guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your Uh, Owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, It's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino. All of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, You put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there. That actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F 
And it's all over at Power Motorsports. So go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to OldTimersMX.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon, but several races over several months, all over the western United States. going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time, and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and have some fun and get some gate drops. All right, and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. So you're talking about the clutch. What do you got for the clutch? I don't even want to say it's good, bad. It's just something I noticed. Okay. Um, I've always noticed on Yamaha's, the window of clutch engagement is very far out on a Yamaha. Like your your lever is three quarters of the way out, and then you have a quarter inch of window to go from modulating of no engagement to full engagement. Mm. Where the Honda, you come off the bar a quarter of the way out, you and can you feel it creep. Yeah, you, you can creep all the way, almost all the way out. So there's a huge window there, and the problem with that was coming from a Yamaha. I stalled this bike so many times oh, when really? I first got it. Okay. All the time. But it, it's not a negative per se. It's just coming from a Yamaha. I expected all the clutch engagement to be way far out at the end of the throw of the lever. But now I'd come out of a corner and, you know, go to dump it way far out where a Yamaha would be, and I stall. So it took me a little while to get used to it. And when a certain really tall Yamaha rider rode it uh, a few weeks ago, mm. really good-looking guy without a shirt on. Oh, he's ripped. Yeah, really, yeah. He said... I cannot stop stalling this bike. 
So was he, was he mad at? No, he actually wasn't. He actually, I, I don't want to say he said this, but he's like, I really like that bike. Mm. Yeah, just saying. So I will concur with Mike on this. So when you do get on a Honda, how to explain it for me? So uh, what he's saying is exactly right. So as soon as you, let's say you you four finger the son bitch and you put all the <laughs> way into the grip, right? And yep. you down like a Harley Davidson. And you just... click up to second gear. You're going to take off in second gear. As soon as you start to to let go of that lever away from that grip, it's starting to move. Yep. So, and what that does on the track, I'll say now you're riding, right? And now you're going to downshift from third to second to go make a right-hander and you got to brake really hard, but you got to pull that clutch in a little bit so you don't stall. Well, you might think you have the clutch in far enough, but you don't. Mm-hmm. So you almost have to put that clutch in a little bit farther so it doesn't creep on you. I've had that happen when I first started testing Hondas, and I was like, what the hell? Why am I creeping, or why am I stalling it? It's because you have to use your finger a little bit more towards the grip to make it engage. But it gives you that bigger window to play with, too, I feel like. Yes. So you can help yourself. If you don't like it, Works Connection makes a lever. But I use that on my Honda. I'm sorry. I use that on my Yamaha. It's a Honda ratio. I use it on my Yamaha. It's unbelievable. I got to try that. um, So if you are a Honda owner, I said this in my YZ450F podcast, go to Works Connection Yamaha owners. I know this is a Honda podcast. But you can use um, the perch, their elite perch with the Honda lever ratio. Really? And it's awesome. I got to try that. So even the lever on the Honda is better than the stock lever. As far as the ratio goes. So what I just thought just popped into my head is this could be some of that lash feeling of going into corners from on to off throttle mm-hmm. is that you have that big window with the Yamaha or whatever. Or no, with the Honda, you have a big window where the clutch is a little bit out and it's loading the chain a little bit more where on the Yamaha, it's eh, eh, a little more herky-jerky Jerky, feeling. Yeah. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm right. Maybe, maybe that's, wrong. Maybe that's yeah. a thought. Yeah. I don't know. Um so what I do notice, too, the Yamaha clutch is much more durable than the Honda. The Honda clutch will get hot on deep sand tracks, and you will lose the lever more than kind of the Yamaha. And it does have judder springs. It's a little bit of a nightmare to change. It's, is that like a little rubber deal? Yeah, a little judder, like little sprint, like little Oh, uh, for the basket. Yes. Okay, got it. But I ran Henson stuff for a lot of, lot of years on Hondas, and it, it works really well. So you're going to get a longer life with the Henson basket, and... I just took a a trip to Henson not too long ago and did a full tour and asked him a lot of questions about clutch baskets and and plates and all these things and because I was just thinking, hey, you know, you get a full clutch system, basket, inner hub, plates, all that is doing compared to stock is just helping longevity, mm-hmm. which is it does do that. Yeah, and probably also, oiling and everything else. It helps um, power feel, mm-hmm. and I did not know that. Um, so when he told me about that, I just stuck a Henson in, uh, one of my Honda project bikes that I have, and it actually helps power. Um, for me, what I feel the difference is it gets rear wheel traction better with that system, with their system than it does the stock system. Hmm. So it doesn't, what you guys won't know is you have your stock Honda, it's brand new, right? And you start riding at three, four or five hours and it, you don't really know it's slipping. I never knew my clutch was slipping until I put another whole nother aftermarket basket in this bike. And then what it does, it grabs so much better and hooks up so much better that you're like, oh, shit. So I was slipping a little bit with these, um, cl- the stock clutch basket and the inner and, and all these things, right? So there is some performance advantage when you go to an aftermarket clutch system like a Henson versus your stock stuff. And... Longevity is much better. The basket will not notch as quick. Uh, the inner hub won't notch as quick. Remember when you were like a kid and your dad's out there with a file, kind of oh. filing out the notches? <laughs> so yeah, dude. Yeah. My dad be out with like a, a, a Brillo pad. Yep, <laughs> trying to get, get it out of there. Yeah, yeah. Or glass beating it. Yeah. You would glass yep. beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so. <laughs> Making parts last. Uh, I do like the levers on the Honda. I do too. The ergonomics of this bike, again, for me, I'm si- almost six foot is probably as close to perfect as possible. I never use that word uh, word in in the world of testing. But if there are manufacturers out there, maybe be copying some of their ergonomics. Mm -hmm. Um, You sit on the bike, you're up high, 
839 Renthal Fat Bar is a nice bend. Yep. Um, the grips are horrible. They feel fat. I like fat grips. I'm a full waffle guy. You know that? Really? Yeah. That de- depends on what I'm doing, but I really like full waffle. I don't mind full waffle, but mm-hmm. I still feel like a full waffle is not as thick. I feel like there's a lot of, of cushion to the Honda. Yes. Yeah. It'd be like go from that to a, a Suzuki or Cowie. Oh, Cowie grips are, are shit. You literally have, you cannot get the grip off the throttle too much on a I Cowie. will say this. For stock grips, the Honda is softer, mm-hmm. but they're fat for me. Right. So it gives me arm pump. So oh, if okay. I have too fat of a of a feel, I get arm pump. Oh, okay. It was just crazy because you think about what's really the difference. Not a lot. Millimeters, probably. But not even that, probably. And and you... This proves they, my point, Mike. Right. Millimeters matter. Boy, do they. In the world of dirt bikes and dicks. Boy, do they. That's my <laughs> wife. <laughs> I hope your kids aren't listening to this podcast. Turn it off right now. Yeah, turn we don't it off. Know no, we'll be, we'll be fine <laughs> we'll be from good. now on. We're good. Uh, so the grips are a little bit fatter feeling. Uh, clutch engagement's a little bit different. Shifting, we never got to that when we talked about the engine, but for me, under load, it shifts nice. Yep. Much better than a KTM for me. Yep. And a Yamaha. And it also starts in gear really well. Ooh, yeah, good Yamaha point. Off-road does not, guy. Yamaha does not start in gear. At, Ooh. Unless you're rolling, it does not Lots start in gear. Lots of off-road guys hit me up and say, Kiefer, I cannot get a good start on, on my dead engine start because this thing will not fire. Yep. This Honda will start. It doesn't matter what gear you're in. Pull the clutch and it, it fires. Right. Um, overall reliability of this bike is good. It's a Honda. Yeah. Like that. Do you know how many hours are on your bike right now? I don't. I can find out when I get home. But there you go. Thanks. Okay. You. Thank yeah, you for coming. Here we go. Here we go. Um, <laughs> it's just a Honda though. Like even it comes back from when I was younger. My dad always had Honda. We always had Hondas. We were a Honda family. But like everything just always feels tight and it lasts forever. You feel kind of like at home when you sit on it. You know, the, the levers feel like a nice round lever. Yeah. Unlike the, you know, like a, a Cowie where it feels sharp. Yeah, just, God, Honda's good um, feel. I've never, I didn't say never, I haven't had any problems engine-wise with this bike in a long time. Um, had several, have many hours on each of these bikes, beat the shit out of them. Aiden had one of my test bikes for over 80 hours, and it was good. Um, quality Honda stuff. Japanese, as a whole, they're so conservative with their durability stuff, and it's good. Oh, it's insane. Super good. Yeah. Uh, chains are shit. Stock chains are shit. Uh, stock sprockets are really good, actually. Sunstar makes their sprockets just like Yamaha. Aluminum. Aluminum, mm-hmm. but really good sprocket. Um, chain guides are middle of the road, better than Cowie, but not as good as a Yamaha. So sliders and chain guides and those things are not so great, but not the worst. Brakes. Uh, I, I forgot to get into brakes. I like the, the feel of the Honda brake. Yeah. So it's a lot. A of, lot it, it's another big window. Is it on off for you? Not on off for me. Not compared to Yamaha. Yamaha, I feel like it has a a grabby, like you on the Yamaha, you're going break, 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 and locked. Right. Where a Honda, I feel like the window's bigger to where you can modulate it. I agree. So a lot of guys, a lot of Yamaha guys, are putting Honda brakes on their Yamahas. Oh, I saw that on your bike, or you had something else. I have a Brembo yes, on my Yamaha, and you like that? You said I put that up on my website as well. I'm a little bit of a hybrid Brembo Master, Brembo Master, older. Brembo Master. How old? Fuck, 07? Stop. Yeah. 07 Brembo Master. Really? And then, no, sorry. Take that back. 13 okay. Brembo Master with an 07 Yamaha Caliper. Wow. Piston size is different. That's why. Oh. So I like that feel. So Only front. If you want a linear yet powerful feel, not that grabby shit that Yamaha has, right. um, that's the ticket. Right. But a lot of guys say no key for the Honda one, and I look at I tend to agree. Honda has great brakes. Right. It has that tight feel. It doesn't feel spongy. Yeah, I yeah. hate a spongy feel. Mm-hmm. I, I ugh, hate it. Yeah, I agree. And I like my my front brake out a little bit. I don't like it very close to my finger. Me too. I like it. Yep. Same so, with my clutch. Like, I like when I want to grab it, I want it there. I actually move my levers in to where I grab the farther outside of the lever. And usually when I on all on all my bikes, really. Do you care if it's not a hydraulic clutch? It doesn't matter to me. Most likely, hydraulic will be available here pretty soon. Word on the street. Word on the street. Yep. Um, I like that the front brake adjustment is easy with little Phillips. You go, you can adjust that front brake with with a, with a ten, a ten and a Phillips, ten and a Phillips, or eight and a Phillips. Mm. I don't know. I think eight. Maybe it is an eight. Where like the you used to have to use two eights, I think, yep. on other bikes. Uh, muffler sounds like dog shit. Mm-hmm. Not doesn't, a huge fan. Doesn't uh, get as raspy as a blue bike. No. When it blows out, though. Not as bad as a no. blue bike. Um, mods are excellent 
like I said, if you're going to do some mods, Yoshimura has a great muffler for this bike. Not shocking. Uh, I've tried the PC. Not a huge fan of the PC. It sounds really loud. Mm -hmm. The Yosh has a really nice tone to it, and it makes some horsepower, so I like that. FMF also has a really good system. Not as good tone as the Yosh, but has good low-end power. Maybe it's the older person. As I get older, mm -hmm. I like quieter bikes. What were you riding the other day? You were riding the Yamaha, I think. Something. It had a really quiet muffler on it, and I was like, God dang, dude, I could barely even tell. Acra. Yes. Akropovich has really good. quiet mufflers. Sounded really good. As far as quality goes, people, man, Akropovich is really good. It's the most expensive muffler out there, but for packing reason. and things, it lasts a grip. Actually, I forgot about that. Akropovich makes an excellent muffler for a Honda. So if you guys are looking for one of those, I know where to get them in the United States easy because I know it's kind of a hard to find. And also when you get that Honda or that uh, Akropovich or whatever low tone, there's probably maybe a little more back pressure there, which is probably going to help your bottom end out a little bit. When yeah. you get all raspy. Some does that, yeah. Do you remember the old um, uh, Precision Concepts Cowies when they raced Baja and stuff? It was just like a big hole from the engine all the way out the head pipe. It was just like <laughs> wide open. And I'm like, oh my God, they're like so loud. The old Yamaha team had GYTR mufflers on it. And there was like a, a big fat hole. All the way. There was no back pressure. <laughs> so. Flames coming out of it and shit. So, yeah, some bikes do like back pressure. You guys hear me talk about that all the time, especially in some of these FMF mufflers. Helps traction. I run the insert. Mm -hmm. I'll take, I'll cut the spark the screen pressure off. insert. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll leave the insert in. Or I'm sorry. Sometimes I'll leave the screen in and just, or I'll just cut it out and put the insert back in. Mm -hmm. So that helps. Back pressure does. Even if it's only that three inch dong that goes in there. Right. That's still, still enough helps. back pressure. Right. Yep. Any other points you want to make about this bike, Michael? No. Are you going to ride? I want to ride a lot more. I want to ride, I want to ride, I want to ride Honda. Honda. It's a Honda commercial. Uh, I do want to ride. I want to ride more. I'm building you a new drag. and uh, oh, yeah. we, uh, we made... Uh, How was it after you drug it? You never told me. How was the track? Oh, it's amazing. Was it? Yeah, so we built, uh, if you guys don't know, we built an attachment. Well, I should say we. My buddy Jeff built an attachment to our Jeep. Well, Heather's Jeep. <laughs> I'm getting really... <laughs> Heather's Jeep. Um that you put it into the receiver to travel around, and then you take it off. And what's it made of? Just steel? Steel, right? yeah. Steel with, with corrugated steel spikes? So, no, so it's angle iron, um, vertical, and then it's cut to a, to a point. And then it's kind of, it's not scooping the dirt. It's the other direction. Where right. you think about the front of a boat, right. kind of like that. Why, it, why, do, why is it that? Why is it pointed that way? I don't know. I honestly don't know what would happen the other way. We were going to try it. We never did. Um, I think it probably gives it a more more uniform look. I don't know. But, God, dude, the look behind dragging the Jeep, oh, my God. We so were standing out the first time, a little yeah. sketchy. Yeah, so we, we we made this drag, right? And we're out there. We dragged the tracks out here, and it's been wet out in Southern California. It's an amazing. It's like having prep tracks. It really – it legitimately looks like – So I brought Mike purposely <laughs> – <laughs> on this day when I went yeah. and picked it up because I knew he would spawn off on another idea. I tweak so, out on weird ideas, yeah. So we're going to make a 2.0 version. With, yep. It's going to dig have, in better. It's going to have a winch. It's going to have a, a an actual electronic actuator to move the weight around. Oh, yeah. If you're in the high des and you see a Jeep rolling around the ripper. <laughs> you know it's him. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Don't Some follow shit. him. Don't follow don't, me. Don't go to the track. I'm just I, going jeeping. I've watched you flip out before. Don't follow him and ride that track. You know what would be awesome? Mm. I'm going to drive that Jeep to the track one day and prep the fucking track. <laughs> Don't worry. I got it, man. Close down the hey track. Hey, man, this track, it's unsafe over here. I'm going to reprep. Give the flagger 20 bucks. Flagger, <laughs> pull everybody off. See a Jeep out there just prepping the track. <laughs> awesome. So good. Um, so, yeah. So, Honda, very viable option for you guys out in the 250F world. Still good, even though it is unchanged. I know suspension could use some help, but factory connection, REP. There is a very capable company, Enzo. I even wrote some of that. Racetech has great specs, but you can massage your suspension. Totally. Yeah. And so if you want a discount, go to REP. They have great Honda settings. I have a discount code for you, KKREP, and that'll get you uh, – they even have a Honda linkage because that's one thing that that thing needs, I think, a little bit. It'll it help in that acceleration. So that's something you could do to your bike, there Mike. You Perfect. What does it do? I don't want to know. I'm going to test it. I don't, blind I don't test even. It. So Mark doesn't tell me purposely what he did. That's what you do with me, and I kind of like it. Right. And yeah. I just go out and feel my way around and say, right. yeah, it's not as good or it's it's better here. Right. Um. So we're going to. Try that? Well, I've already tried it. Okay. Well, I'll try it then. So 
what it does, it's going to give you some better comfort because I feel like it's a little bit stiff right underneath my ass on the Honda. And so it'll give you a little bit more of that comfort, some more traction. Looks like you're going to fall asleep on me. You tired? tired. You woke up at 8. It's early. Don't you know why my kid woke me up? (laughs) (laughs) But Michael, so Michael at KieferIncTesting.com if you have any Honda questions. That is available to you guys out there. We don't talk about that as much. You need to hold me more accountable. Get me. Let's do it. Check in with Mike once a week to see if he's riding his dirt bike. <laughs> Fuck. We you, w- email. When was the last time you checked your email account? Every day. Shut up. Swear to God, I do every you day. You do? Yep. You I get have one right emails. now. I, what? You get any emails? Yeah. I have one right now. I'm in the Fuck middle off. of it. Really? Yeah. I'm replying to one right now. Well, listen, people. Email Michael <laughs> at keyforinktesting.com. Make sure he's riding his dirt Especially bike. because it's off-road. Related. Just put on the subject line, ride your effing dirt bike yes. this don't week. You, don't even have to have any content in the email. Just, just That's going to be the title. Just check in with Mike because we have this nice Honda CRF250R. And if you don't see any Honda content all year. It's all my fault. It's his. And tell me what you want. If, you, if you're thinking about spending your hard-earned money on something and you're like, ah, I don't know if it's worth it, tell me. And yeah. we'll try it. That's what we do here. If you you're like, hey, I want to try a part, but I'm not going to go buy it. Right. Let us do it. Right. And we'll help you out. We'll try it. And yep. then we'll we'll put it up on my website and you guys will know. Totally. Or because sometimes things are shit and I'm not going to blow the company out on my <laughs> my website. Just call us yeah, and say, it. hey, have you tried this? <laughs> yeah. And we will go, yes, we have. And they go, why isn't it up on the website? Well, John, let me tell you, it was <laughs> shit. shit. Do you remember the goggles from Dirt Rider? They went over the whole front face oh of the helmet. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> There's been some janky shit we've tried yeah, in the past. Definitely. And it's horrible. Yeah. Um, Chris at keyforinktesting.com is the place if you want to get to know me, ask me a question. And if I don't get back to you within 24 hours, don't flip out. Don't send me another email. <laughs> Chill. I do have a life outside of dirt bikes. I have a family. Yep. I have friends like Michael to... Uh, Listen to it's and a lot of counseling time. A lot me. of counseling. So yep. I'm, I'm <laughs> I wear. I, I just told Michael before this. I don't wear a lot of hats. I'm pretty one dimensional. I ride my mountain bike for my dirt bike, and I ride my dirt bike, and then I test. Then I come home and hang out with my family. So it's not like I do a lot of shit, but I got a lot of shit going on. Yes, you're always busy. Yeah. So anyway, Honda, great bike. I really do like it. Yep. I was I didn't think you'd like it as much as the other I didn't one, think I'd, I didn't either. And yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. And that's the way you've taught me to be with everything we test. Is like, just be open-minded. Go ride it. Yeah. And if it's good, you'll know it's good. Like, And, I, and as I get older, and I've done this for so long, I'm guilty about some of this, too. I have, like, a little pre-notion. Yeah. I just went and tested some WP stuff on a KX450, and I was like, ah, it's not going to maybe probably gonna be as good. And I wrote it. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. It's actually really good. Really? So Going that direction. Yeah. So huh. it's funny because people say WP has more technology towards a steel frame bike, which is true because they come standard on steel frame machines, but the WP fork tube has a thicker OD than KYB and Showa, so it can cause a stiffer feel. The wall, oh, the wall thickness of yes, the tube is of the thicker. tube okay, itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you have a Kawasaki that is a little bit of a softer frame and has a lot of comfort in mm-hmm. the frame, when you stiffen up that fork tube, it actually helps it. Really? And makes the steering more precise. Because I always felt like I was, uh, yeah, he, need, he might need another yeah. beer, oh, by boy. the way. I felt like the Kawasaki doesn't have that precise front end feel. Mm-hmm. So the WP cone valve fork actually helped that. Is this different than, I remember Remember when uh, Brabeck was racing for the uh, Precision Concepts team. I think they were doing some WP stuff back then, too. Some guys, actually, what they were doing on some Japanese bikes a few years ago for Supercross, they were putting WP outers. And dropping KYB inners just to get some of that stiffness. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I really like... Jimmy Albertson used to do that on his bikes when he was racing. Thank you. Oh, wow. Heather, oh, nice yeah. to see oh, you. Oh, and it's open Bringing too? up Coors Lights for Mike. Mm. No. You got headlights around, though. Yeah, they are. Holy jeez. <laughs> wow. Heather just came to the studio and gave Mike a Coors Light. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing this show on a Friday night at 7 p.m. And... uh there is no Supercross this weekend yeah, because it bar. got canceled. So we're going to watch some Arena Cross and uh, good old Mike's two CLs deep. So. Yes. And I'm drinking a lemon-lime Gatorade. There's nothing better than a lemon-lime <laughs> I know, Gatorade. right? Yep. Um, that wraps up our show tonight. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for supporting the show. It means a lot to me. And don't forget, new hoodies. Mike wore one today yep, to, the, to the house. Super comfortable. Yeah, right. We had this discussion. Brand new hoodie. Elise, my wife, she goes, you got to wash it. No. I go, no, 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 no. You do not wash a brand new hoodie. Yeah, dude. No, you got 
It's all nice inside. Yeah, email Mike about washing. <laughs> Just give him some emails. Give him something. Uh, yeah, I don't. Do you wash your clothes before you wear them, Heather? Yeah, if it's new, no, it's, it's new. new. Like it's why? New, yeah. what, um, that new, especially new. a hoodie. That new hoodie mm. feel. Oh, you wear? Oh, yeah. Oh, you you wear? <laughs> I don't wear underwear because of you. Anyway. I, don't, I free ball, so I don't yeah, know so do about I. that. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. I can see that maybe underwear, but <laughs> hoodies are available, everybody. This is where we're going with this. Yep. Uh, Heather at KieferInkTesting.com if you have questions about it, but it is up on our shop. We do have a shop on KieferInkTesting.com. Order some stuff. It helps us. I need to sell more merch. The Kiefer Ink brand needs to be out there more. Mm-hmm. Wear it proudly to your track. You know? The good part it, about the, the apparel? Huh? It's, it's comfortable. Yes. And the fit stays good after you wash it. I can't tell you how many companies i'm in the oh, off-road industry myself yeah it's all and thick beefy tees you know everybody hands out all kinds of stuff and it's like if it doesn't I don't fit good, wear it no i won't wear it if right. it yeah uh, no my dad won't wear my stuff why it's not too thin thick. it's too, <laughs> too thin it sh- he wants a hanes it shows my bitch tits <laughs> that's what he says <laughs> it's awesome so i'm like i gotta wear i gotta make you beefy tees you know and i'm not selling those things hell no uh all right that's it guys i promise this time we're gonna yep. go so see you guys next week